Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. It's about time. It's about time. I've been time. trying to get you to start the show for 20 minutes. Yeah, well. 20 minutes. You're like a squirrel running around looking for a little little nut he buried three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Picture Ice Age. I'm he's, that guy. He's getting ready to go out of town is the problem. Yeah. And he's all it's, fucking high strung. It's a, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy busy place around here today. Today? So. Well, you, usually all days, but today. I come especially. in the house usually, and there's like two kids running around. The dog's trying to leave. Don't even know where Mitch is. Danielle's, <laughs> who knows what she's doing. Yeah. Like people could just come in and rob your house half the time, and you. I don't even know if you guys would know. Yeah, I mean, we might not even know they're in there, and we're in the house. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I could walk in, steal your computer, walk out the front door. I don't even think anybody'd notice. You know, we had a tablet stolen out of one of our trucks last week or yeah, two weeks ago. You told me. Yeah. It's freaking nuts. We were in the back of it. My guy was in the back of it, and they they lock your shit, man. Pulled up. Why well, you can't lock it when you're in the back? You can't. You no, can't lock the cab. It's like global locks. Like, oh, it's either the whole thing, the or whole nothing. thing, or, yeah. Like now you can lock. You can only unlock the front doors. Like you can set it to where oh, when but I you hit can't unlock, only it, unlock the back. Yeah. Oh. And there's well, no there's no keys. It's all remote. Yeah. So, there's another down thing for a Ford. I guess. <laughs> So and what's funny is we got it all on security camera and everything. But oh yeah, like cops, they're gonna go yeah, look. Cops don't freaking care. So oh, fucking cops in this country. Yeah, and then we call the the. I shouldn't uh, say that. I, I have great respect no, for cops, but it's like it, if it's if it's something small, like it's super important to you. They're like, dude, look, I drove by three crack houses to get here. I, yeah. I, like I got shit I got to do. Well, and in to the cops' defense, it's not the cops; it's the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. The cops know that they don't they can't do shit. Yeah. Like, even if they see a guy holding my tablet, they can't prove, they'll, they'll claim, I can't prove he stole it. Yeah. So, like, we have, the, we have the person who stole it on camera. We have their license plate and everything on camera. But they won't go after him. Yeah. Because they didn't come out of the driver's seat. Wow. So, because they came out of the passenger seat, now yeah. the person in the driver's seat is not the thief. They're going to be like, I just keep giving that guy a ride, and he jumped out and yeah. then jumped back in. I didn't see him it take it. It was an Uber. It. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Uber. Yeah. I was driving him around for five bucks. Right. Oh the Italian God. job, like nowadays, would be a piece of cake. <laughs> you wouldn't have to like use explosives or anything. You could just just jump in a truck and steal whatever you want, like yeah. your gold bars. Yeah. Yeah. Just take it. No one cares. Mm-hmm. If it's over, it's probably if it's over a million bucks, they take it serious. Well, and this That's was a new number. So like, be, like felonies are got to be over a million dollars. Well, <laughs> so like. Uh, 11 years ago, we got our house robbed, like well over $10,000 and stuff, right? I see why. 
<laughs> fucking doors yeah, straight and wide open. There is that no tiny aspect that I definitely think is true. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's 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 and, unbelievable. And like they didn't care at all. Like we have the guy's fingerprints on the back door. Like you can see where his nose touched the glass and where all five of all ten of his fingers touched the glass as he's looking in the back before he broke in. Yeah. And the guys are the cops are like, Yeah, we don't even do fingerprints anymore. Just because his fingerprints are on your door doesn't mean he's the guy that broke it. Like they're almost like defending the criminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it in again, to their defense, it's not the cops. It's that they've been down this road so many times they know the prosecution yeah. won't mm-hmm. stand, right? And so I always have that struggle of like, do I even call the cops for a stolen tablet or not? And and I do every time because the moment you don't call the cops for something like that. Well, now you're just resigned to the fact that thieving happens and it's just part of life. So, like, no, I'm still going to call the cops every time because criminals need to be caught. Mm -hmm. And, like, the the quick way to make sure they're not caught is I don't call it in. So, yeah. um, And and the guy, the cop was like, you know, you're a plumbing company and you're claiming a theft over a $200 tablet. And I'm like, yeah, it's not the tablet. It's the information that was on the tablet that they had access to. And yeah. the principal, too. Yeah, and the principal of the matter. Yeah. Oh, um, no one cares about principal anymore. Right. It's, so w- here was the funny thing. We called the, the service provider of the tablet to shut it off. Yeah. And we told them, it's been stolen, so we need to shut service off to it. And they're like, okay, to do that, we have to text a code to the tablet, and you need to tell us what's on that, what code comes onto the tablet. <laughs> I'm like, know, dude, I know. It's, oh, my God. It's like when you when you lose your credit card, it says on the back, in case you lose your credit card, call this number. Yeah. Well, how how really? am I gonna? Yeah. Like, do I do I write the number down when I get the card? Is that what you mean? Just save this Is forever. That, yeah. Do I just write this down forever? No, we're in the Midwest. Put it in the stack of drawers with all the other manuals from shit you don't own anymore. I like what my Apple First card off, does. I. I am bad about that. Yeah. I got two drawers in my toolbox that are just full of manuals of stuff that I lost five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never never most, know when I might need that. The most yeah. screwed up thing is I moved my wood shop into my gra- under my garage, right? I right. told you about that. Well, I opened the drawer and I'm looking at the manuals and I'm like, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. And I put the ones back and then I literally grabbed that stack and put them back, put it back on the top. Like yeah. instead of throwing them away, they're in there right now. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know what it was. I just like yeah. in my brain, I was like, I'm just going to hoard this. Keep I did it the, forever. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I did the same thing with boxes. Like just yesterday I looked around I'm like, I have boxes for everything. Yeah, I need. So I, yeah. Just I, I, could, I could have to ship this away someday. Yeah, like our old house, my attic was full of like TV boxes. And yeah, just like finally, I just like I got to throw this stuff well, away. See, I always, <laughs> I always go crazy. Like this episode is brought to you by Field Pulse, the official field service management software provider of the Void. Field Pulse allows you to organize your customers, your employees, your jobs, and your revenue with ease. Field Pulse is the perfect option no matter if you're a business of one or 100, and their plans start at just $99 a month. Check out the link to Field Pulse in the description of this show. You get a TV, right? You don't want the neighbors to know you got a TV. Mm-hmm. You don't want any passersby to know you got a new TV. Right. So I always set the TV box in my neighbor's trash. Let that's them think par- he got the new TV. That's paranoia. <laughs> I go a step farther and I install my new TV in someone else's house. <laughs> and then I wait six months and then... No, <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. All right. So we got two topics today instead of three because our second topic is probably going to take a while. 
Uh, topic one is how late is too late. Topic two is new construction. But before we get started, Dave, I got a little gift for you. A gift for me? I got a gift. Is it alcohol? Because I quit drinking like four days it's ago. It's not alcohol, but... Oh, nice. Our fellas at, at Field Pulse <laughs> came through. Hold on. They heard your cry for merch and that you have Finally. a tiny head. See, Dave Dave got the Zika virus when he was a kid, so he's got the shrunken head. I had what is the Zika virus? Shrunken heads. Oh, man, that's sweet. I got the that. That yeah, looks good. great. Look like crap. I got the good. opposite of that. Oh, nice. Oh, these are nice shirts, got too. Him a, got him a youth extra small for the shirt, so that way it can... Dude, make... that looks small. <laughs> Am I gonna be able it's to a medium. Yeah, I'll stretch it out. So I'm so fucking ripped. I'll just turn it into a large. Yeah. <laughs> so ripped. That's Listen awesome. Hey, shout out to Field Pulse. Yeah. Right? They they heard the cry for merch, and they came through. Oh, man. CRM software. I'm more excited about the shirt yeah. than the software. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> free t-shirt. Nice. Can't pass up free Thank t-shirt. Thank you, Field Pulse. Yeah. Sweet. Everyone's going to have to go on YouTube now to see what I look like. If you don't wear the shirt, we're going to have to put it on our guy back here. This hat's, this hat's way better than that one. I know. Is it darker blue? It's, it's a darker blue. Yeah, it's I almost like, black. I like it. Yeah. I could use a new one. All right, Dave. All right, what do you want to talk about first? Never too late? When is it too late to start? It's never too late to start, dude. Come on. It's got to be too Like, I'm 40. What, what can I do if okay, I started I, something right now? I will say, 70 is too late to start. To start what? Retirement. Well, yeah. Saving for retirement. Seventy's probably a little too late to start saving it's for retirement. Probably too late to um, not start Kentucky Fried Chicken. Be a porn star. I don't know. People are 70. into some weird stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, you might be right. There's some weird shit out there. Yeah. It's never too late. It's it's never too late to start. It's never ever too late to start. What I hear, I we were talking about this earlier. What I hear from people all the time, and it's not, you know what it is. Most of the time, it's either retirement savings or going out on their own. Yeah, the start, two things, starting a business. Yeah, starting a business. Well, I'm 40 and I just can't, I just, it's too late. I should have started when I was 30. Or maybe I should have started when I was 25. It's never too late. If you didn't, if you didn't start till you were, say you started at 25, Okay. Yeah, at 45, you'd be crushing it. But that doesn't mean at 65, you can't be crushing it and about to be retired. And also, hello, the guy who starts at 25 and the guy who starts at 45, the guy who starts at 45 is going to have a much steeper curve of improvement because he's got an extra 20 years of experience on the guy that started at 25. Yeah. He's made mistakes that the guy at 25 hadn't even encountered yet man when i think about when i was 25 like the i thought i knew like everything there was to know I was yeah like, i am the shit yep and then i get to be 40 and i'm like i didn't know anything yep compared yep. to what i thought i mean i knew a lot but compared to what i thought i knew yeah nothing but you're right you're, you're exactly right so like when i started out on my own this is a great parody between me and mitch so i started way earlier than mitch well, I, my, like, my growth curve was flat, you know? It was like a really, really small little ramp. Well, Mitch started late, had all his P's and Q's together, knew what he was going to do. So when he took off, I mean, it was a straight upward trajectory, yep. you know? Yep. So it, it, it's, it's not about starting too late. It's about 
doing the right things when you start. Right. You know what I mean? And just, just getting out there. Don't let, I think what I want to say about it the most is don't let your age or not necessarily your age, but your own self doubt because of your age, keep you from doing what you want to do. Like, that's the real thing, right? You're like, oh, well, I can't because I've wasted too much time. And the feeling of depression that you kind of get because you feel like you've wasted so much time pulls you down. Right. You know, and you get that self-doubt. Well, I I have an acquaintance of mine that started an HVAC company out in California. Uh, He started it in 2019 or 2020. And he's now doing 40 million a year. That's four that's years. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Right. So in four years, he went from no business to now doing forty million a year. And you got some guy that's forty-five or fifty years old saying, "Well, I'm I'm too old. I should have started earlier." Dude, at fifty-five, you could be owning a forty million dollar company. So there's no there's no limits there. Uh, the other thing is as rapidly as we learn stuff. You never know what tomorrow will hold. Um, one of my favorite quotes, and I looked it up so I don't botch it. Um, 500 years ago, everybody knew the earth was flat. 15 minutes ago, you knew that humans were the only, uh, that humans were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. Yeah, you right? just don't. So now that's a quote from a movie. It's obviously not true yeah. uh, it, it, as far as aliens or whatever else, right? But y- there are things that you walk around just knowing are true, and then you get shocked when they're not. Yeah. So I love it. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. Because right. what it leads on to is the thing that you know tomorrow, you're going to break that limiting belief five years from now. Yeah. So... Ultimately, what we're talking about is like limiting beliefs, right? You you have a belief in your head that's limiting your performance, and you're you're saying that age is limiting your performance. Age is limiting your ability to start a company or to start saving for retirement or or to get married or to have kids or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, real life, true story. Um, I was working out in the gym a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know what I was thinking. I ended up putting that pin like not even close into the right spot on the weights. Well, maybe it's because it's like five in the morning. <laughs> Could be. I guarantee that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was one of my afternoon. Like there's not very good looking girls at 5 a.m., but you go in the afternoon or you go in the middle of the day, the scenery improves at that place. I can't, I can't so, go to a gym. There's, I, I can't, <laughs> there, I just can't. I just. <laughs> yeah. It's fun when I go with my wife because I'll be like, look at that. And she'll be like, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, she's just placating you in the back of her mind. She's thinking, I'm going to suffocate this son of a bitch in his sleep. <laughs> oh, is that what he wants? I'll show him. Yeah. yeah. Watch your stuff when you're sleeping, buddy. Yeah. So anyway, I'm working out at the gym. Don't know what happened. Put the pin way in the wrong spot. And now I'm doing like hamstring curls, right? So uh, I get, I'm doing like sets of 12. I get to the last three and I struggle. Stop, take my rest, go for set number two. Get to my last three reps. I'm struggling. Stop, take my rest, go for set number three. And now it's like, I don't know, three to five, like those last three to five I'm really struggling on, right? So I get done, and I look down, and the machine was set like 20 pounds higher than I've ever done before. I struggled on those last three just like I do on all the others. Yeah. I struggled 
because my brain says I'm supposed to struggle on the last three, not because yeah. it's actually fucking difficult, right? Yeah, that's why you're supposed so, to change exercises. Yeah, so that's I why went. Tell you that anyway. I went and um, uh, what's the movie Unbreakable? Oh yeah, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. So yeah. I went full Bruce Willis, and I'm like, "All right, you son of a bitch, let's <laughs> let's just see what I can do." Right <laughs> now, granted, I'm only doing like one or two reps as I'm cranking up the weight. I freaking added like 40 and 50 pounds on this thing and was still able to pull it off. Now, I don't yeah. know if I could do 10 or 12, but you, my mind told me, yeah. this is limits for you. Don't go above this. And, yeah. and I was not correct, right? Our mind plays <clears throat> tricks on us all the fucking time. Yeah. It, all the time. It's the same thing. It, like I've noticed in the last couple of years, so like before we built our last house, you know, I would always think, man, I'm just, I'm not doing as good as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I would think about just as an example of like people I went to high school with, man, I'm just, there's no way I'm doing as good as those people. You know, and I probably had a little bit of a self-esteem problem in high school anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'd, oh, there's no way I'm doing as good as them. Oh, there's no way I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I should be here and be this successful and I should be doing this and I should be doing this and you know, all this self-doubt and man, I should just, you know, I'm just not as good as these people. There's no way I'm ever going to get there. And then, you know, I build that house and I kind of take a break from all that stuff. I get the house done, you know, and me and my wife, granted, we've been married a long time. We've been plugging away for a long time. And then you start kind of, I don't know if it's just our age or what, but I just kind of start seeing people that I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Hey, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm living over here. I'm doing this. You don't realize how no, no one ever really left, you know, only like half the people left. Everyone's still here. Yeah. You know, and you start seeing this person and, uh, and then you see them on Facebook and they, you know, show you this and they're doing this for a living and they're doing this. And then all of a sudden you realize I'm doing doing a lot better than I thought I was. Yeah. And it's not a slight on them. It's a slight on me for doubting myself the entire time. Yeah. You know, was that driving me to be better? I don't think so. Right. It was just, it was like you just said, my mind was playing tricks on me. Right. Like I had all this self-doubt for no reason. Yeah. For literally no reason. One of the phrases that I, like, you'll hear people talking about some shit show that they just encountered, you know, a, a disaster at a grocery store, you know, whatever, right? And, and it, it's kind of like the nice way to say, like, uh, you'll, you'll hear people say, eh, we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. And, and Danielle, my wife, will say that from time to time. And she knows, if, as soon as she says it, she knows what's coming for me. Because oh, I'll, te- <laughs> no, I'll tell her, I'm not so sure we are doing the best we can. I think a lot of us are just doing the bare minimum to make it along. Like I think a couple yeah. of us are doing the best we can. I think that's 100% right. So, And I think I was trying... And everyone else was just, you know what I mean? Right. But I, in my mind, I was always, I'm not doing the best I can. Yeah. We like to convince ourselves we're doing the best we can. Yeah. So like, I'll tell you I this, get that. Austin and I on, on another metric, we, we have a growth plan, um, on some video stuff that we're doing to get 1% better each day or 30% better each month. Right. Um, and, and like I mapped it out. And to get to our goal in August of 2024, we'll achieve the goal that we're trying to achieve. Okay. And that's 30% growth each day. What are we talking or 30% about? 30% growth in each what? month. In what? In uh, what? It's our YouTube channel, the revenue that we bring in from our YouTube channel. The Smedley. Yeah. Okay. yeah our okay. Smedley Plumbing okay. YouTube okay. channel. 
So lost me there. Um, we're trying to increase that revenue by thirty percent each month gotcha. to get to a target number. Well, um, December was our first month making revenue. We increased it by just a tad over thirty percent in. I actually increased it by like fifty percent in January. Okay, um, and then so rolling into February, we're like thirty percent better. Thirty. That's all we got to do. Thirty percent better. We'll stay on plan, right? Three hundred and thirty-four percent better in February. Yeah. Like. Like not thirty percent, three hundred percent is what we ended up landing on. So, I call it a limiting. I had a limiting belief, thinking, "Oh, we can only grow at thirty And it wasn't really that we could only grow. It's like I was just trying to set. You're realistic trying to be targets. realistic, yeah. right? So you apply that number against our matrix that we have built for our timeline, and it it puts us five months ahead of schedule. But that doesn't give us five months of cushion. It moves every like it basically skips us over the next five months. And now we still start right back where we are, right? So um, we're not going to l- allow that to be the limiting belief is yeah. is is to that we can only grow at a certain speed. So and, and we're not going to be able to say like, well, it's good we grew a lot this month because there might be other months where we don't grow that much. No, we're pushing no, you to still, grow. Yeah, you still try to get to that every freaking month, right? And that's and that's what we're talking about with this is, you know, don't limit yourself. Yeah, because of things that have already happened. Yeah. Whether they be good or bad, yeah, it's not too late to start. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh, I can't start my own company because I've been through a divorce or I filed a bankruptcy or whatever." Dude, like, you should shit. because you're starting at zero, so you better get the hell after it. Well, and uh, those <laughs> are the most successful people out there. Like a lot like of them. We've yeah. had we've that had topics hit rock on the bottom, yeah. yeah there, we've had topics on the show before about guys that have hit rock bottom end up excelling straight to the top, whereas guys that have had like a middle class life their whole life, yeah. They don't know what rock bottom feels like, so they don't have near the motivation that those rock bottom guys do. Yeah. Tyler. So, yeah. yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Right. Do- Casey Dogpound. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Ultimately, it's never too late to start. Doesn't matter what your age, doesn't matter your situation. No. Now, you, you can't fix it overnight, but you can start putting steps together and start making steps and, and, and working in the right direction. And you will be amazed how far you can come with diligent and focused effort. Yeah. Especially so. for what I get all, all the time is the retirement thing, right? Yeah. You know, like what's the Dave Ramsey quote? If you put a hundred dollars away when you're, I don't know, when you're 20 or whatever, when you're 18, you when start putting a hundred dollars a month away, you'd be a millionaire. But there's no reason you can't start putting $200 a month away when you're 40. Right. You know, the time will not be on your side, but if you don't start yeah, 10 years from now, when you're 50, yeah. You're going to be, what are you going to say? Wish I'd have started 10 years ago. Right. Right. But you just make up an excuse of, I can't afford it. Or, I can't do this. Or, you know, I can't do that. Yeah. It's the same thing. Just start. The yeah. hardest part of anything, not anything, most things is just getting started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just our podcast, like the hardest thing for us was to get started. And we knew the first year no one's going to listen to a word we have to say except for like one listener here yep. and one listener there. I mean, d- but we had to start somewhere. Yeah. You have to start somewhere to you get gotta, going. Well, with and our, now it's been a year. How long has it been? A year and two months? Yeah, a year and a month. Yeah. Yeah. Still going. Like same with our YouTube channel. Still going. Our, we got like 25 subscribers our first month. People took, are thinking, stop going. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it took us nine months to get 1,000 subscribers. <laughs> Now we get a thousand subscribers in one month, so like it, it, it accelerates as long as you keep your nose to the grindstone and listen and like learn from your mistakes and, and all of that stuff, and and so it 
that applies everywhere. That applies in your job. That applies in your business. That applies in your relationship. Like everything. Yeah. Learn from your mistakes and watch the interest start to compound. I wonder since so. you have started mentioning that a little bit on this show, if I'm going to get a kickback for that. No, you might get a kickback on the video we're filming in your backyard, though. Oh, I'll take that. So we won't. T- we'll leave that heart- oh, yeah. heartbreak for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Heartbreaks. Right now it's heartbreak. We'll figure oh, that part out. Oh man. My All brother right. says he says, Man, he came in yesterday to put Layla on the bus for me, which means he's got to get up early. Yeah. Because Janine's been out of town. And he, he said, Man, you look like Mitch looked like yesterday when I came out there. I was like, What? He said it looked like someone had shot his dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just, he was defeated. A little defeated. <laughs> he was defeated. I said, I'll hey, be fine. We don't, don't give up. Him. No. So topic two. <clears throat> new construction. So we had somebody email in, um, and I'll give him a shout out here. Uh, Noah Graham. Oh yeah, um, I saw that. Emailed in with some questions about. No, I didn't see that. Uh, new construction. So what was his question? Uh, is it long? Oops, oops. Was oops. it short? Uh, cancel. So she said. No. Hold on. Hold he doesn't on. even know what he's doing. Discard. I hit the wrong button. New construction versus <laughs> something, or he has a new construction company. Um, I'm excited about this shirt, dude. He uh, soft. So here he says, "Hey, Mitch and David, um, really appreciate the podcast. Um, I'm in the middle of starting a mechanical insulation company, uh, oh, okay. and the podcasts are finding um, I'm finding are mainly covering residential service industry stuff. As a mechanical insulation subcontractor, my target and really my only market is commercial repair." Um, remodel and new construction any info on the differences between commercial and residential and how uh, to prepare would be greatly appreciated i've got all my legal stuff covered i'm pretty confident in my bidding process but i know there's things that are just not on my radar so um, did you say insulation insulation so he does commercial insulation commercial and industrial so uh, for those that don't know like plumbing piping and even duct work has to be insulated in commercial and industrial, uh, certain commercial and industrial applications. Yeah, he's probably talking a lot about, I'm just guessing here, like steam piping, chiller piping. Some of it's that. Stuff, I mean, commercial, a lot of stuff like that. Commercial spaces are huge, right? So your yeah. water heater might be 400 feet from your sink. Yeah. And yeah. so if you want to get... The recirc line's got to be insulated, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you want hot water at your sink, it's got to be insulated. Yeah. Um, but same thing with boiler, chiller, uh, you know, yeah, any that of that stuff. Yeah, that stuff sweats and it's got to be taken care of. Yep, yep. So that's a um, tedious job. It's Ugh, it's I've not a fun some. job. It sucks. Yeah, it's uh, we used to have to do our own installation insulation at the one of the places I worked at, and man, the only trick we ever found because a lot of it's fiberglass stuff. Yeah, if you coat your arms in baby powder, it, it seemed to help. Yeah, so you'd be walking around with these white chalky arms, but you wouldn't go home itchy that night. First off, if if I do a new construction house that I gotta wrap that duck, which I still do on on occasion, powder up, baby, especially yeah. if it's hot out. Oh yeah, dude. I I look like someone literally just dumped powder like all, all over, over yeah. all over my body. It's all like running. I don't care. People are looking at me like, "What the is wrong with this guy?" Yeah. I don't. I don't care. You got to have it. So he he does bring up a good point. We do focus mainly on the the service side of things, and the reason why um, is is not because we have anything against uh, new construction at all. Um, the, the big reason why is most of the guys, and you can tell from this guy's email, he's already got all those legal stuff in order, and he's pretty confident in some areas. Most of your guys that are going into the commercial construction side of things, or even residential construction, 
they're they're in a slightly different mindset because they're going into a business knowing that they're not going to get paid for a job for 30, 60 or 90 days. Yeah. And so you your your level of preparedness is different when that happens. And and so a lot of times the guys that have committed down that path may not necessarily need a podcast like this. However, there is still a ton we could talk about there. The biggest things that I would point out to him are um, making sure that your builders and your contractors that you're working with, making sure that your terms are very clear with them. And a lot of times it's very common now to have a, a penalty for not paying within 30 days. It used to be you would get a discount for paying inside of 30 days. And how I do it, like we, we don't do a lot of commercial work, but when we do commercial work, it is straight price up to 30 days, and then it's a 5% penalty at day 31. And it's another 5% penalty at day 61. Yeah. So it's costing them money not to pay you. Yeah. And what I would say about commercial and planning to be in the commercial industry, and just like you said at the beginning of that, those guys kind of know because they've been, you don't just go from residential to say, I'm going to start a commercial company. You just don't, guys don't do it. Okay. So they know, but they still, I feel like do not plan for the amount of money that they are going to have to put out to get those first initial jobs done before they do get paid. You know, we talk about it on, uh, in the, in the first nine episodes about, you know, having your house paid off, you know, knowing that um, you're going to need enough money to survive for three to six months, you know, why you're getting off the ground. Mm-hmm. If you're going to start one of those companies, you need more like a year's worth of income. Possibly. You know, if that's all you're doing, you need to seriously have your ducks in a row because it could literally take the first job to put you out. Yeah. It, it literally could be one job and you're done. And, and, and if this you're guy's not prepared, case, you're in trouble. Yeah. In this guy's case... It may, I can't imagine your material cost is anywhere near what it is in, for, for like plumbing or HVAC. Well, he's, he's doing insulation. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a little bit better there. So that's good. It's like, like what I'm picturing in my head is uh, you go do it like in commercial construction. You go do a job. You got to pay your labor, even though you haven't been paid from the job yet. Yeah. You got to pay for all your material, even though you haven't been paid for the job yet. And so your cash outlay is pretty significant. And then when the job find the job check finally comes in, you're like, "Woo, right? You're good." Well, in his case being insulation, uh, he doesn't have any employees yet, so that's good. Um, but being insulation, he probably doesn't have a incredibly maybe I'm way off base, but I I can't imagine insulation is insanely expensive. Well, so and, that helps. And I'm not I wasn't really talking about him specifically. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about anybody that's going into. If you're a electrical contractor, or mechanical contractor, or you're plumbing that place, you're about to spend a lot of money. Yeah, like right out of the gate. And like you were talking about terms, you know, you really need to know. You know, before you sign that contract, you really need to read it and know what it says. Okay, if it, even there are a lot of contractors, um, that. In those terms, it will say, if you're not done by this day, we're taking this much off the price. Right. Or, you know, we're, we're taking 5% off. Okay. And a lot of those do not even, if they're real jerks, 
they do not take into consideration other people not getting their job done so yep. that you can do your job. Yep. So if that makes you uncomfortable or you're not sure if you can depend on those other crews, if you don't know them, if you don't know they're going to get done, you need to have writing in there and have someone sign off on that. Hey, unless this happens or if this happens, the end date needs to change. Yeah. Okay. For every day that I can't get in there because of someone else, you have to add a day to my yeah. end date. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get stuck for 25% less, yeah. which let's be honest, is probably your entire profit and do this job just for paychecks for the guys. Yeah. Okay. You're not doing that. You have to, that's why I really hate new, um, big commercial stuff is because they're, it's like they're trying to squeeze every little penny out of you and as much work out of you as they can yep. to try to keep the job costs low, which let's be honest, that's their job. But when you're taking advantage of small companies and new companies to do that, it irritates the shit out of me. And yep. I've, I personally know two guys have gone out because of that. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've heard about, and this is just like through the grapevine stuff of like, um, I'm not going to say Walmart, but like a big company like them mm -hmm. that they literally, when guys, you know, ran past where they said, we're just not paying you because it was in the contract. And those guys literally just went out of business and were out of 150 grand or yeah. $200,000 because they were not prepared. You know, some of those big corporations will just come to town and be like, yep. Oh, we're going to use this guy, this guy, and this guy. And they don't care yep. who gets screwed. So, so you've got to be careful when you're doing that stuff. If you're new into business, it is very difficult for you to identify crappy general contractors. However, <clears throat> it's very easy for crappy general contractors to identify new young businesses that they can engage with knowing that they are not going to be paying the bill. Or manipulate. Or manipulate, right. And, and they know also that you don't have the money Say, say you can, you know for a fact you can take them to court and win. You only get as much justice as you can afford. And, and if you can't pay attorneys and they don't think that they can get that money plus, they're not taking your case. Yeah. Okay. So you're just going to have to have that money out of pocket. And, and you just because the court says they owe you the money doesn't mean they have to pay you. No, just because you get a judgment doesn't mean you're getting a check. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so be careful. The, the other pieces of advice I would have for somebody in the new construction side of things is the successful new construction companies, um, they monitor their accounts receivable so hard. Daily. 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 Um, that is, I mean, literally your accounts receivable is your profit. Um, because if you let that get out of control, you have no money coming in. Yeah. If you have a bunch of people that owe you money, you're screwed, Right. So uh, we monitor ours like a hawk. We require payment due upon completion for 99.999% of the jobs we do. Um, we just did a big $10,000 job that we knew. Um, it, was, it was for a local city. Um, it's for the golf club uh, here in Blue Springs, and it's owned by the city. So, like, we knew they weren't going to be paying upon completion because there's a process there, right? But they're going to be paying within 30 days for oh. sure. You, they they literally they literally offered you me. You have got to get passes, dude. Yeah, they literally offered me like they accepted my bid and they said we accept your bid regardless. However, are you interested in exchanging passes for portions of this bid? No, that's not <laughs> how you do it. You do a bid and then you say, "Hey, I want 
Oh, I'll still, I'll still I got want, that. I want 10 free passes so we can go play golf for free. Yeah, we'll, we'll still work that in. But oh, uh, monitoring your accounts receivable is is huge. Like, we just kind of went through this with our business. Um, we had We had one person... You know, every once in a while, people slip through the cracks, right? Like, they got to leave before you're done, and then when you call them to get paid, oh, now they're not answering their phones or yeah. whatever. But yeah. I call them like a hawk. Danielle calls them like a hawk, and we get our money, right? Yeah. Um, um, literally, First off, I don't want Danielle calling me looking right? for money. Like, she can be a raging bitch. I, don't, I do not <laughs> want her calling me, trying to get me <laughs> money. She's um, tough. The the villas the the elderly mm-hmm. community that's literally like four blocks from here yeah the fifty right, five right and over yeah um I thought those were they're slabs well do they own those their individual unit um uh, no they lease them does so, Lord own that I don't know um but we were we were doing they had some settling go under on one under one of the slabs and it broke one of the drain lines under the slab yeah probably filled it with dirt thought and it was so gonna be fine we went in there and uh. Uh, fixed it, and they know our they know our deal. Like literally, because they're right around the corner, they just put a check under our doorstep all the time uh, when we do work for them for like clog drains and disposals and stuff. Um, and then this one, no check showed up, and it's it's like the next day, no check, no check. So we call the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna file an insurance claim on this one." So we were kind of hoping you'd wait for that, and we're like, "No, no, 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 no. You no, pay no. us, and when you get the check, yeah. you keep the you, check. You're gonna hustle a whole lot harder for that insurance claim when it's your money on the line, not mine." Yeah, yeah. So and I that, didn't. Is, and this I'm is not the making the claim. Yeah, this is the first we heard about this. So no. Yeah. And, and so and and he's totally cool. He's, yeah. He's like, "All right." Literally, next morning, check shows up. Nice. Right. So. um, for the first time in our company's existence, we had about twenty-seven thousand in AR. Um, that it was just the timing of some jobs that that kind of all landed together. But within, I mean, all of that developed within about I don't know eight or ten days. And Danielle and I were diligent on the phones, and within four days, it's knocked down to ten thousand. And ten thousand yeah. of it is the golf club that we know isn't going to pay for another couple of weeks. Yeah. So that's just a process with the city. Yeah. Um, so new construction. The the other big piece of advice that I have for new construction is if you do, one of the common things that bad bad contractors will do is they'll start, they'll string you along and be like, yeah, I'm still working on getting you paid for that one, but we're, we're starting another one here. I need a bid for you. Well, you can give them a bid. But don't you dare start work on another project for a contractor that owes you money. What, uh, dude? This is exactly where I was going with this. I know two guys specifically that one's a heating cooling guy and one's a plumber, and they're small outfits. I mean, when I say small, I mean I think one guy's got two guys that work for him and one's got three, right? Yep. And um, literally, you know, around here in our area, when you're working for some of these lower level builders. Not lower level. It's usually the guys that are doing a lot. You know, they're beating these guys down in their price. Okay? And those guys, first off, don't let these guys bully you down on your price. Hell no. Okay? When you're doing that, you're just cutting yourself short. Yeah. Find work elsewhere. If you have to do one or two to get by, that's fine. But do it at your pace if you're going to do that. What they also do is they won't pay you. You call them and say, hey... Where's my check? Where's it? Well, I'll get you that check, but I need you to go over here and start this house like right now. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Where's guess, my check? Yeah, I guess you should have paid. 
And then, and then the next thing you know, they owe you for two houses. Yep. They owe you for three. And I'm bringing this up because this is happening right now to someone I know. This is into real. three houses, into four houses. This guy is into him for five houses. And now he's like, well, I have to keep going because I, wa- I got to get paid for the five. Ha- yeah. Dude, no, you don't. Yeah. You Learn de- the pattern. Yeah. And I, the reason I bring it up is because don't, don't do that. Yeah. Do not get sucked into that. If the guy does that to you, he's going to keep doing that to you forever. Yeah. And where that starts, where that starts is they start beating you down on price. Yeah. The moment they beat you down on price and you accept it, they now know that they can manipulate you. That's what Dave was talking about earlier in the show. Yeah. They now know they can manipulate you. Yes. And everything starts coming from there. Um, I do want to hit on that for a second on the beating down of the price. You bid a job for $10,000, and they're like, ah, if you can do it for nine, I'll do it. That $1,000 that you just gave away was your profit. Yeah. Your cost, your labor did not go down at all. The labor was the labor. It's going to take the exact same amount of labor to fix that or to do that job at $9,000 than it did at $10,000. Your material is the exact same. It's going to take the exact same amount of material to do that job whether you sold yeah. it for 9000 or 10000 So when you give that guy a $1,000 discount, you literally just kissed $1,000 of profit away from that job. Yeah. So discounts hit profit before they hit anything else. So never, ever discount. And let's not pretend like Mitch and I are... I have done this. Not. I have never done it where it was like... Um, I, I bid something for 10 and the guy said, if you do it for 95, I'll let you do it. It's, it hasn't been like that, but I have gone to guys and said, Hey, you know, I'm trying to drum up work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I've had them say, well, this guy is doing it for 10. If you'll, if you can do it for 95, like I didn't bid anything. If you can do it for 95, I'll let you do a couple of them for 95. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. Yeah. Now, listen, I had to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, look, sometimes you have to do shit you're not supposed to, you shouldn't be doing yeah. to make paychecks, especially when you're starting out. And especially when you were like me and didn't know what I know now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I made those mistakes. So don't, I feel like sometimes on the show it comes off that we're, oh, we would never do that or we haven't done that. Well, no, I've fucked up a whole lot of stuff. So yeah, I say that being humbled because I've done it. And then went down the road and had that same guy come to me and say, hey, I had another guy who said he'd do it for nine. And if you can't go to nine, I'm going to let him do it. And I've had to go, no. I said, like, I could do it for the 95 and I'm not. And I've had guys say, okay, sorry. And I've had to move down the road. And I've had guys say, you know, hey, I let that guy do it for nine and he sucked. Can you do? I'll, I'll pay your ninety five. I'll pay your ninety five. So right. I mean, it works both ways. I have screwed that up. We in the past royally on some jobs, and I wish, like we used to talk about it a lot in the beginning of the episodes. We don't talk about it as much now. I wish I knew then what I know now. I yep. wish there was something like this that I could listen to, or would have known about, or had someone to talk to to coach me through a lot of the bullshit because. You know, like Mitch, when he started his company, it took right off because he learned a lot. He knew a lot already. He called me for beers. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do I do? I didn't. I just said, fuck it. I can do it. And that that 
curve to take off was real flat for yeah. a long time. Well, and, and, and I it, had to learn that stuff the hard way. That circles right back to where we started, right? Like I, I didn't start our company until I was 38 years old. There, there was never a point where I thought I'm getting too old to start a company. Like literally 100% of my mindset was it's time to use all this experience for some serious leverage. Yeah. So, so that guy that's 40 or 50 years old wanting to start a company. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in a lot better position than the 20 year old yeah. than the 30 year old. You got a lot more experience. Yeah. So get after it. You know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, guys, that circled around nicely. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to cap it at that. Almost. Um, we, we planned that. Yeah. No, we, yeah. We, 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 we know we're done. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. little, little tad bit of a shorter show for you this time, but, uh, um, guys, uh, you know, keep keep doing us a favor. Share the show uh, with somebody else who might want to be start their own business. Uh, I know we do have a lot of plumbers listening to this show because I'm a plumber, um, but we got some HVAC guys because Dave's an HVAC guy. This show is trades all the way around, right? Like uh, just like Noah, you know, he's an insulator. So, yeah. um, you know, plumbing, electrician, heating, cooling, you know, you name it, flooring, roofing, um, anything trades based. If you know of anybody wanting to start a trades based company. Um, send them a link to the show. So yeah. uh, we would really appreciate it. They would really appreciate it. If you get enjoyment out of it, they will too. So uh, until next time, guys, we will see you later. Love you guys.